Talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. You're things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from Lovesick Lake. I'm Sandra from Lovesick Lake. And this is the Quick and the Dirty podcast live in front of a studio audience. <laughs> I love that I've been drinking and I forgot my one opening line that I had to deliver. I had one job. So if this is the first time you're listening to the Quick and Dirty podcast, it's basically what you talk about with your girlfriends, except we do it, we record it, and we play it on the internet for other people to be a part of our embarrassment. That's right. Usually we're sober, but this time, can't say it's true. <laughs> Clink to you, darling, for being uh, in front of me for the first time in six weeks of doing the Quick and the Dirty podcast. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So normally I record from London, Sandra records from Ottawa, and then we put it all together through the magic of the internet. But this is one of those special occasions where we're at the cottage with, with a bunch of our loudmouth female friends because you need to have a big mouth to keep up but with don't us. don't you love that as soon as we started talking, they stopped talking in the background? And they're <laughs> I'm like, a star! <laughs> All of a sudden, they're really going to be quiet as soon as we put a microphone in their face. Oh, I don't yeah. Know about that. And it's happening. This I podcast, know. we're focusing on those moments in your life where you've totally said something inappropriate in public and just embarrassed yourself. Yeah. And I have some doozies. I mean, working in this business, you're always in front of a microphone. It's always on. People are always listening. Oh, you never know sometimes that your microphone is on. That's the worst part of it. It's called a hot oh. mic, baby, and it can come back to bite you in the ass. And my story is all about that. Oh, my God. And, and just, you know what? Not even that. Just sometimes things come out of your mouth and you're like, no, no, come back in. it. Come <laughs> back. No, no. <laughs> Please come back in my mouth right now. That happens all the time. Totally. Oh, really bad. But before we get to that, we got to do the quick, Sandra, what is going on in your life? I think I'm a drug addict. What? <laughs> I've been hinting at this, this for the last 24 hours, but I've been telling you that um, last week it came to be that I realized I had like a moment of clarity when I went, holy right? shit, I haven't had unassisted sleep in two years. I have not gone to bed in two years without taking some form of medication to help me sleep. Do I need to worry about you? Like, didn't Prince pass away from alcohol and sleeping pills? <laughs> like, do I need to check on you? Yes. I know CPR. Every single night I go to bed, I always think, well, this could be the night. <laughs> this could be it for me, everybody. <laughs> Say your goodbyes, Sandra. Is that your dog? That is another dog. Really? Where is, oh, it's in a, it, it's in a canoe. It's in a canoe. No, we are for real live from the cottage, this and this is, is a disaster. <laughs> so you think you're a drug addict. Yeah, so a couple years ago, I went to my family doctor, and I said, you know, I'm, I've been doing morning radio for 20 years. I'm, like, jet-lagged all the time. I have trouble going to sleep, especially Sunday nights. Can you give me something? And oh, he, that's a slippery slope. And he said, listen, I've got, so, I got the hard shit for you, baby. Well, he didn't say it like that. <laughs> That's too he, bad. He was also, really, he quite was also in, in, a, in the backseat of a truck. But no. <laughs> so he said, yeah, I got some hard stuff for you, but only take it on like Sunday nights because it's highly addictive and whatever. Right. And then I, I kind of um, lied and I would take like a little quarter tablet a little like every night I would start taking a little bit, just a little bit, then a half a tablet and so on. But every morning I would feel groggy for a while and there was a hazy right. period. Right. So a year ago I developed full blown insomnia. So I went back to him. I said, listen. Um, I need something a little less addictive, but something I can take every single day. So he gave me something. And I'm, I literally can't go to bed without taking my little pills. Does I can't it even work, think of it. though? It does, but you, all it does is make you tired and put you to sleep, but it doesn't keep you asleep. So I, I don't have like a good, I, won't, I don't get more than six hours of sleep. And That's I more than really I get, good. I got to be honest. <laughs> does it, is it really? I sleep four hours a night. No. I'm serious. I'll grab a short nap in the afternoon, but four hours a night. 
All right, well, you just fucking blew my whole thing then. Never mind. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm taking drugs for no good reason, <laughs> apparently. Well, taking the drugs is the good I know, reason. I know. So last week, I, I was like, I was tired. I had napped. I was groggy. So I took one of my sleeping pills, two melatonins, and a shot of Jesus Benadryl. Jesus Christ, that's a cocktail. <laughs> That's right. And I slept really, really well. I, I didn't sleep in. I woke up. I'm pretty sure. But the next memory I have was the next morning at 9 a.m. Like, I don't remember driving to work. That's I don't scary. Re- I don't remember doing you know the what? show. I don't remember any of it. We both do early morning shows. Yeah. We're in to work by 4 o'clock, 4 or 4.30. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that I do notice with that schedule. I've gotten to work and thought... God, I better check the fucking bumper because I don't know if I hit anything on the way here. Thank God no one's around. I know. And it's not that you're you're just not awake or you're in your zone. Well, it's worse. And I thought, if I got pulled over by a cop, would I be like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm fine. It's great. What are you talking about? You know, I, I'm anyway. So last night, he, you know, first night at the cottage right. here. And we're having like, what a great night we had last night with these ladies. I mean, oh, my God, it was so great. So I went to bed. And then it dawned on me that I forgot my sleeping pills. So three o'clock in the morning, I'm just lying in bed. My girlfriend, by the way, sleeping like a baby next to me. Thanks for that. And uh, <laughs> you bitch. It's always a pleasant reminder when they're snoring ever so like daintily in there. Anyway, so three o'clock in the morning, I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to go through my bag and give it another go. And I found my sleeping pills. Oh, good. And then I took the sleeping pill and then I thought, fuck, I really have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, no. So, no. I'm, so I'm, no. I'm lying there getting anxiety. Like, I have to go to the bathroom. But if this sleeping pill kicks in and I'm on the bathroom, I'm like, they might find me in the morning like fucking Elvis. <laughs> I mean, you are over. Greek. It's but entirely possible know, you'll grow sideburns. I over a toilet, dead, right there, or sleeping even worse with my pants around my ankles. Anyway, so that's... Success. <laughs> you made it back to bed. Hillary, that's where we're at right now. And I just... <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a little bit worried because, you know, substance abuse kind of runs in my family. Ooh. I've got a long... Uh, what? what? I like the way you're like, oh, yeah. So I would be careful. Has, like, alcohol, drug abuse runs in the family for sure. So there's a part of me that wonders, am I addicted that I have to take it every night? Could I sleep without it? Because last night, even with alcohol in my No, you're just a system, fucking lunatic. I accept that answer. <laughs> Did you notice that I just considered it for a minute? Like, I accept that answer, Hillary. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, my cat. Okay, listen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try for one weekend to sleep unassisted and see. Because I, I am You're worried right. about the, you know, repercussions of all of okay. this because I think there's too many drugs floating around on my body at any given time. But uh, we'll regroup at a later date. Okay, this is going down a dirty path. But oh, I will admit surprising. that I, I can't have unassisted sleep, but it's a different kind of medicine I go for. You rub one out? Uh, I do take a little uh, flip through the yellow pages, as I like to call it. <laughs> so... <laughs> Let the fingers see, do the walking. You see, that would be an incredibly <laughs> helpful solution to my problem. I'm like a dude. Well, well I'm kind of dead from the waist down because <laughs> some hormonal issues I'm also having right now. So that's not going to help me either. You know what I'm saying? But I like, but is that why you sleep like a baby? Oh, or yeah. Like, four but hours? It's, it becomes a problem because then you're like, uh, do I have a problem? Because I have to do this to <laughs> sleep. Have, holy shit. Do you even really need a man in your life? I have needs. Oh, my God, girl. Oh, I'm so jealous that you have feeling in your body still. 
<laughs> well, I and ruined my body on my own, not by having children. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I let myself go by. Not a girl. God, you're you're fucking who I want to be. I'm living the when dream. When I grow up. That's Yeah, you are living the dream. Um, what's your quick this week, by the way? Uh, I'm that asshole who brings her kids to a party. <laughs> so... We're here at the cottage with a bunch of amazing ladies. Yeah. And quite honestly, I've never found friends where I felt so at home. Aww. They are the biggest mouths I've ever met. Are but they like ever? they're accepting, they know yeah. I'm a bitch and they're okay with they it. They don't fucking care. And I uh, I'm that person who brought their their kid, my fur baby, to I'm the only one who brought their dog to the cottage and everybody's babysitting him. I'm not paying attention to him. I'm like what I hate about parents. You're like the trailer trash mom. That's like, I'm going to go in for a smoke. You watch my kid? (laughs) Totally. Because we all have that friend that brings their kid to a party and pays no attention to them and just assumes everybody else is going to deal with it. Um, Hillary, your, your kid fell down the stairs and he's bleeding from the neck down. You know first aid, don't yeah, you? Know. Take care of it. Whatever. He'll be fine. Don't worry um, about it. Yeah, I don't really have a, I can't follow your, your quick. Well, you Oh, really? <laughs> I feel like we just have to move on to the meat of the day. Well, we just had a deep discussion about masturbation. I feel like if ever, and if anyone won the quick this week, it was you. <laughs> Whatever, you drug addict. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, at least I'm still alive, okay? All right, so this okay. week for the dirty, oh my God. we're also going to have to share some stories between the two of us. I think we we need to welcome some people over to the table. Yes, absolutely. So these are our girlfriends. They, some of them have been friends for longer times than others. Some mm-hmm. of them are new friends, uh, but they're all the best bitches in town. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, and I think it's safe to say that everybody here has, we all do some public speaking. Yeah. On a regular basis. Yeah. So it's important when you are a loud mouth to be aware of what you're saying in public. That's now, right. have you ever said anything like you work in radio, you host yeah. a lot of events. Have you ever said anything that you thought, oh, fuck, what have I done on on a microphone? Sure. Or on a just in life. Yeah, on, you know, in life. Yes. On a microphone. I was doing a live auction once. And I, uh, I, I probably had one glass of wine too many. <laughs> sure. One. Well, I thought you were going to tell me you had one glass of wine. I'm like, what sort of fucking fantasy world are we I, living I in here? I remember the night vividly because the server kept coming in. Like, you know, you'd look away and the next thing you know, your, your wine glass is always full. And, and it just never emptied. All night long, my wine glass never emptied because mm-hmm. she was so quick. And next thing you know, I was tipsy and I had to do a live auction. And uh, So I this was, was at like a charity event. They have a bunch of prizes that you oh, have to yeah. try to get money for to raise money for a charity. What kind a- of charity was it? <laughs> I'd rather not say, but let's just say it was for the children. Oh, no. <laughs> so there's about 500 people in the room it's quite hoity-toity too right so, you know, we're all, all dressed ball up gowns. i would have to say it's the most hoity-toity one i do all year round and i do quite a few so um i was i was i was drunk okay let's just fucking be honest i was pretty drunk <laughs> and i but again i was overserved. so i'm a victim in this okay and uh, uh i remember the bidding had kind of lulled you know we right. high ticket items you know we're talking about trips to tuscany and like really like ten thousand dollar types of bidding going on and the the room went dead and they stopped bidding and I just screamed out come on you rich fucking bastards you know you have the money you did not I did you did not and and then it got quiet and then all of a sudden the ripple of laughter happened and I'm like oh thank you Jesus Christ thank you so much 
Oh my God! I couldn't so even it landed believe it came out. It landed and it hit, and then the the bidding the bidding started again. But you know, like I afterwards, you I never went, know. I went, that could have been the end right there of the career. What about you? Uh, I had a similar story at a. It was a charity auction, a charity event. We were hosting a dinner for cystic fibrosis or something. Oh, good. And <laughs> oh, good. And when you do one of these charity events for for something like that, there's all these rules. First of all, I wore perfume to a cystic fibrosis <laughs> event, which you just don't friggin' do because everyone's gasping for right. air. So good. Give them one more problem in yeah. their lives. Why don't My you? My morning show partner was <laughs> puffing cigarettes outside <laughs> oh the door. You <laughs> <laughs> Nice keeping it classy. <laughs> There's the classy radio station like, coming in here. People can't breathe because they're terribly ill. And yeah. like we're so it's like they're on oxygen for Christ's sake. And you go, oh, my God, and Hillary. They were giving away these big prizes. and They were trying to encourage the uh, everybody to buy keys for this lockbox. And if your key unlocked the box, you won the big prize. Right. And uh, we had been introduced to a bunch of people. It's the first time we ever d did this event. I didn't know anyone at the event. And when you're hosting a, a charity event, you have to try and get laughter in the room. Like of course. You, you did. And you hope to how your jokes land. That's right. So uh, everyone's buying these keys out of a bowl. And we're trying to encourage them to keep buying these keys to raise money. And, of course, I make a joke. <laughs> like, this is like a reverse frigging key party. <laughs> like... Are we all expected to take our clothes off and get <laughs> naked? <laughs> Is it going to get freaky, kids? <laughs> Little Billy in the wheelchair. Silence no. in the room. <laughs> Silence. Oh, my God. And then the next person that got called up to the podium was a minister. No. <laughs> No, no. And it turns out he had been the driving force behind this entire event, and it was his daughter who was ill. <laughs> And you had to look him in the eye after and that. And it was like early in the evening. So I right. had to get back up again. And continue. You just want to crawl into a wall. Like, what do you do? <laughs> so you just kept going. And then oh. nothing. did anybody say anything to you after that? Or, I mean, do you? No. You no one said that, yeah. anything to me. Like, not a fucking word. <laughs> <laughs> and you were never invited back to that event. Actually, Thank you very much. we just got invited back again. <laughs> but I always say, if, if nobody died at the event, I, I feel like it was a success. <laughs> I wanted Nobody to kill died. myself, but whatever. Right. Hey, guys, enjoy the veal. Yeah, so it happens all the time. Right. We've all had that moment. It's especially worse mm -hmm. when you do what we do for a living, when there's so many witnesses yeah. to our stupidity. The other scary thing about what we do for a living is that when we're doing our shows, we're here on a microphone, and normally during a show, they, you turn the microphone off between music. Yeah. And you're listening along to music and you're shooting the shit in the room. Yeah. And one thing you learn very early on in your career is that if you're in a room with a microphone, even if it's off, don't fucking say anything bad. Yeah. You never, because you never know. Yeah. It might be on. There might be a malfunction. Right. Something could have gone wrong. And even people who work in regular industries know you have to be careful who you talk shit about because yeah. it's going to get back yeah. to you. And by the way, it's okay to talk. I mean, we all talk shit. Let's get real. Right? <laughs> Y'all talk shit. <laughs> don't pretend like you don't because we all do. Yeah. Because we're competitive bitches. That's right. That's right. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, we want to beat you fair uh -huh. and square, but we talk shit about you. Yeah. So this was early in my career. I was living up north in Ontario. And uh, I guess we just come back from a vacation where I met you. Oh, actually, really? one of those oh, like uh, live to air yeah, yeah, yeah. from somewhere down south. And they had redone the board so that the person who was manning the board back in the studio could 
have the mic on and be talking to us, but it, the music would still play in the room. Right. And now what happens is when you turn your mic on in a radio studio, the music mutes so that you know that the mic is on and that you can talk and the right. music doesn't record through. But they had changed it, so that wasn't the case. And we were in the room. I had been on Facebook, and I was looking at this other girl who was working as a jock in, in my region, but like in the same at town, a, at competitor. A, a competitor at another station. And she was just so fucking negative. And I was like, how does this person have fans? She's such a bitch. And I'm saying this. <laughs> and then my morning show partner, I was like, oh, she's just a miserable, like, just, I don't even understand why you would put that sort of thing out online. Like, why would you do that? And I can't imagine anyone her. wants oh, to be she, friends with her. Right. Like, what a bitch. She's got fucking daddy issues. <laughs> and goddamn that girl. Thank God I didn't swear. Because that's a viral fireable thing of course of if course. you swear on on air you can get your license revoked or whatever so i'm i'm bitching about this girl and then my co-host looks at me and the eyes are popping out <laughs> like out of his head oh no. no oh no he looks at me your mic was on that entire time oh my god and I thought, well, oh maybe no one God. heard it. Maybe yeah. the music was loud. Right. So we have this thing that records what we do all the time. I go back on the logger. No, I'm calling her a, a bitch <laughs> live on air. And everybody, and, and like I knew it would get back to her because people talk and people post shit. And one of her friends would have. Yeah. So I owned up to it. What did you do? I messaged her on Facebook and said, hey, uh, I'm going to see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> The worst part is I worked with her boyfriend. Okay, well, this story is really like it was this just story's taking a turn. It was in bad. A way. Like the fact that you owned it, because I would have been like, wasn't me, <laughs> wasn't, wasn't obviously it was somebody else, or I deny it because you had it on tape, but she didn't. Do you know what I mean? Right. So it went out once, and maybe someone thought they misheard it, and you could say, oh yeah, no, we were talking about somebody else or something like that. Good for you for owning it. Did she respond? Uh, no, but now we're friends again. No way. We, we've never spoken about it. I owned it. I sent her a message. She didn't respond. Yeah. But now we're friendly online. And she and it's never been addressed. Nope. Not once. Nope. And her boyfriend, we play music together. He pretends it never happened. Wow. Wow. You know, I know her and she actually thinks you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Object to that, we need to get to the dirty, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. We should give an award out for the best one today, shouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think it's a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So everybody here has been drinking because yeah. that's what you do when you're with your bitches at the cottage. That's right. Um, and I think it's time to bring someone over, maybe someone who could tell a story. Miss A, you ready to tell a story? Oh, my God. Nothing good okay. is going to happen right now. Sandra's going to come share a mic with me because I am technically adept but not prepared with a third mic. So we're going to share. All right, then. All right. So, uh... Now, I feel like we have basically put ourselves out there. Everybody knows who we are. Do you want to go by an alias? No, no, I'm good. Okay. So this is Angie. She's a good friend of ours. She's a very vocal, out there, lovely, speaks her mind woman. Uh, how do I, uh, are you, how would you describe yourself? <laughs> Loud, obnoxious, and you know what, sometimes funny. <laughs> I actually would think of you as quite delicate. Thank, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sandra P. <laughs> Angie and I are both of Greek descent. Mm -hmm. So when I first met Angie, I went, ah, oh, she's one of my bitches right away. Yeah. I knew she had, I knew she was like, she had a crazy gene in her. And she yeah. was a, I knew if I asked her a question, you'd always tell me straight. And that's what I love about you, Angie. Well, but, thank you so much. But you know, at the same time, your mouth will probably get you into a lot of trouble, oh I think, gosh. right? So my husband is of old order Mennonite heritage. 
okay? Wow. And uh, he still has sisters that are of the faith that wear the bonnets. They drive cars and everything, but they're still of the faith. So, tragedy. Um, my one sister-in-law, her husband passed away. And I come to her at Christmas time when we got together for the big, you know, huge reunion. And uh, I said to her, so how are you doing with, st with stuff? Are you good? And she says... Well, you know, Angie, you get a little lonely and, 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 and so she's on. She's Jamaican? No, she's not. She's Mennonite. <laughs> Stop it. Why do you people keep doing this? I love that you only have one accent I for don't. every nationality. She said she's lonely. So I looked at her. Come on. So I looked at her and I said to her in her Mennonite garb, I said, well, it's not like you're going to strap on a pair of leather jeans and go out and pick up some strange at the Stampede Corral. And she turned around and looked at me and she said, I don't know what you mean, but I think it's funny. Honest to God, I was mortified because I caught myself and thought, oh, you idiot. What does his family think of you as part of his life? Like when they pictured well, what his partner was going to be like in the future. Was it you? No, no. Well, that being said, because they're so straight and because they don't really have a whole sense of humor, for 15 years, it's been, oh, we're so happy that you're here because you bring humor and levity to situations, right? So I think they're okay with it now. I'm not going to lie. There was a huge family meeting about me in the beginning, <laughs> and I'm not lying. Do you think they talk shit about you behind your back? Yes, I know they do. <laughs> Because but, but are you, okay, go ahead. One of the sisters, when we finally decided to get married, when our son was eight, <laughs> and thought, oh, okay, well, we well, should. Well, you got around to it eventually, right? Probably get married. Um, his one sister, his little sister, um, she said, oh my God, this is so great. I can't believe that the sisters thought you guys were bad for the family. And I was oh. like, what the? <laughs> yeah. Like, was that, you can swear. No, well, I, I, <laughs> no, I was but, upset about it, and I'm not going to lie. What do you like around? I know the way you are around <laughs> us and the way you are in, like, real life, but in Mennonite life, what is Mennonite Angie like? Same. Pretty much same. The same. No, I don't swear. I'm not like, fuck you. Yeah, you where's your salad? Hey, bitches, where the yeah. party at? Yeah. Let's get on one of those buggies and take it yeah. for a ride. Who made this goddamn potato salad? Yeah. It's churning some fucking butter. Right. <laughs> Do you comment on horse wieners often? <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I don't. She's very demure now. Demure Angie is That's coming it. out. No, actually, That's I right. don't. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Cock talk with the Mennonites. Oh, we don't do that. Okay. Are there any other stories that we need to hear? I don't think so. That's just, you can't, because you can't beat that one. Really. Well, it's just, oh, my God. Yeah. That's oh, it. Oh, All right. Angie. Who are we calling up? Thanks, guys. That Thank was awesome. Oh, we love you, Angie. Love you more. <coughs> oh I'm my goodness so what a mess sorry. you have another story actually sandra that i want to hear that I, you have yet to admit to uh i believe didn't you don't you have a funeral story oh my god i was actually debating i actually was debating whether or not i was gonna <sighs> tell this story because <sighs> i'm not gonna let you not tell it because it's the best <laughs> fucking story i've ever heard in my entire life um this story has actually caused me a lot of pain in my life. And it's one of those, you know how people are like, I don't fucking have regrets. Every <laughs> Good for you. I literally regret almost everything I've ever done. <laughs> so 
many, many years ago, I had a friend that I worked with. Right. And he was such a lovely guy, young guy, fun guy. Everybody loved this guy. And his brother was wonderful. He'd come around the station, and he was battling cancer. Mm-hmm. And eventually, he lost his battle with cancer, and it was devastating to his brother, who I work with. Devastating. And we were all sat at the station because we knew the brother, too. So we had a giant funeral. And it was the biggest funeral I've ever, ever, ever been to. Thousand people. It was a hot day. We jammed ourselves in. It was so emotional. The eulogies were gorgeous. They were everybody's a- a- crying. Everybody's bawling. We're dying. We're not dying. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really bad choice of word. <laughs> Talking about regrets. Well, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> so the brother, my friend, he stands up and he sings a song for his brother. And he said, I'm not much of a singer. But I wrote this for my brother, and I'd like to sing it today for him. And everybody's crying Every, and upset and, and, and like it losing it. And He's losing it, He's which is probably it. making the singing and worse. He doesn't even have a guitar. He just sings this song a cappella. That's in the bold. Church. That's it was incredibly bold. bold, and it was incredibly emotional, and it was very heartfelt. And then afterwards, it was a receiving line. Okay. So we were all giving our condolences, and I don't know what to say at a funeral. I don't know what to say. It is one of those awkward moments where you want to say the right thing and you're trying so hard that you can say the wrong thing for sure. You can say the wrong thing. And I kept thinking, just say, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. And I I was practicing it. I'm sorry for your loss. Just fucking say that, Sandra. (laughs) Fucking say it. (laughs) So I'm walking and I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I get to my friend and like an asshole, I said, don't quit your day job. Oh, fuck, Sandra. (laughs) To the guy who was singing. To the guy who was singing. Where I should have said, that was really beautiful, and that was amazing. I said, don't quit your day job. And Because I thought I would tell a joke at that moment. Well, because you, know? you work together and ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. You're trying to lighten the mood. How and did it, they, what did they do? I remember he was, he kind of was stunned. And he okay. looked at me like, you're a fucking bitch. And his, yeah. his, <laughs> his face went from, you know, like, grief to confusion to sadness <laughs> to what kind of a monster says that at a funeral after I put myself out there. And, uh, and I just kept walking, but I remember watching all of those emotions registering on his faces, and that never left me. To this day, when I go to a funeral, I swear I have PTSD, <laughs> and I still say, sorry for your life. Just say it, Plagakis. <laughs> so, now you, aren't you glad you heard that story, everybody? Oh yeah. so, now, you yeah. work with this person. Yeah. How do you deal with them on a regular basis? I no longer w- work with him. That was many years ago. Um, you know, I see him now every once in a while on Facebook, and it's just, you know, and he'll every once in a while on the anniversary of his brother's death, death he'll post something on Facebook. And it's just, it's just a constant reminder of what a dick I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I wish I could go back in time, and I wish I could have said the right thing. Have I, you ever said, no, hey, like, I, no. you never owned it? I never said a thing about it. I just, I just moved on from it, and I never, I, I couldn't. I don't know if I could do that. I'd have to it. own it. It never came up after that. You know, he took some time off of work, and then, you know, the mood changed when he came back. And then you don't want to bring it up again every time you see him. But I probably, now I would have gone back and said, you know, I just, I'm an idiot. I didn't know what to say. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean that. I hope I didn't hurt you. But I never said that. But you so, know you heard him, so you're not going to say so that because well, he's going to be like, fuck you, Pulgakis. You know, Hillary, I'm trying <laughs> very hard to forgive myself, but you're making it very, very hard. I love you, and I know, I know. you're a good person. I'm just giving you a hard yeah. time. Yeah, well, wait until your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely speaking. Okay. Oh, I am definitely <laughs> speaking at your funeral. Okay, do, or should we bring somebody else? Yeah, on? yeah. We need another big mouth story. Who's got a Who's got a big mouth story? All right. We've got Lori here. Lori? 
you're a outspoken lady. I am. I, sometimes my mouth gets me in trouble. Yes. No. <laughs> Never. Now, how I much mean, have you had to drink today? A uh, little. <laughs> Can you please be more specific? The jury would like to hear more. Um, they drank way more than I have today. I like the way she's quick to throw everyone else under the bus, though. There might be a dog. Interruption for a dog babysitting. Come on. Good boy. Good boy. All right. I'm that asshole yep. that brings their child to a party. No, your asshole was invited to my party. And I, I'm glad that you. All right. So have you ever said something that made things very awkward for you yes I did I, uh, at a, <clears throat> an event there were quite a few people there and I ran into someone I hadn't seen in probably let's say eight to ten years so there was a huge gap to when I had seen her before and when I ran into her so when I knew her uh, ten years prior um, she was a person that didn't look pregnant <laughs> Oh God, oh, God, no. Oh, no. You made the number one mistake? Yes. You? Yes. <laughs> I know. How did that shit go down? Um, well, she looked me in the face and said, the baby that you think is in my belly is two years old. Oh, so now it's a baby weight issue. <laughs> Yeah. That is terrible. So what it's, did you say to her? When, it, when um, do you do? When do you do? I, I nervously laughed because I think that's what I do. And I just said to her, um, uh, well, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and then did you do the classic? Oh, my husband's I, calling my me. Husband. I got to go. <laughs> He's having me over in the corner. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Great seeing you. <laughs> You know she went home and cried. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think she went home. I think she went to her car and cried because then she was gone from the party for like a good two hours. And I saw her husband and I said, where did Mel go? And he said, I don't know. She was here. And then um, she left. So I don't know if I were the, if I was the cause. Like, I don't. I, and I've never talked to her since. That's also the pathetic part to me. I so that you never reached out and said, listen, yeah. I'm an asshole. I made a no, mistake. No, I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't. No, a coward and yeah. felt stupid yeah. and crawled in my little corner. But at the time, if she was looking to make me feel uncomfortable with her response and she had every right to do that, I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> like I was humbled very quickly. I can and actually felt tell stupid. from how you're telling the story now, you still feel uncomfortable with I that. I would never... If you were nine months pregnant and sitting in front of me and I knew you were having a baby, I would never in a million years ask you when the baby... What? Okay. There's a better story. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, you're okay, going to get well, busted. This, Welcome this, to the podcast, so Tammy. Sunshine. <laughs> Tammy is joining the, the podcast. story because it was beyond <laughs> belief. Okay, so we're in Antigua. We're on the beach, and this woman was selling her her goods on the beach, and she came by every day, and Lori's very friendly, so she got to know her and started talking to her. So her name was Sunshine. So one day Sunshine on the beach says to Lori, guess how old I am? No, that's a trap. Oh, oh shit. So Lori throws out, or throws out, I don't know, 65? Oh, no. you. Sunshine oh. goes, no. Lori goes, 70? Oh, and Sunshine bitch. says no. So she 
keeps going up in increments of five years. So the poor woman's almost 100. Sunshine keeps saying no, and we're dying. Because at this point, usually you go lower. You go lower. You go lower. Okay, you made a mistake. Maybe you go, oh, 55. I'm sorry. You know, 55, 60, it's hard to judge. Like, if you had to describe the woman, because people are listening to this story, how would you describe her? Let me tell you what Sunshine looked like. A, the skin on her body wasn't attached anymore. So she had spent a lot of time in the sunshine. Thank you. Hence the name. Leather. Like we're talking beef jerky? Sunshine Leather was her real name. Beef jerky? Uh, total beef jerky. You could gnaw on her oh, on her okay. thigh well, and think, what a meal. You're not coming off as sympathetic, I'm just saying. Not at all. I'm no longer on your side, Lori. Sunshine for the win. We can edit this, right? Let me go back. Okay, listen. Okay. She was 65, yes? Yes. Yes. Okay, so whatever she's trying to... I know what's going on, okay? <laughs> I get her. So I was trying to be funny, but then thought, okay, 70. Oh, shit, she must be 75. Nowhere in my head, after purple rains and, and frozen mojitos, <laughs> all day did I think, go lower. <laughs> well, we were all thinking, you, go lower. I'm 50. There's no way this woman is younger than Don't me. you know the... F- the golden rule of guessing people's age? Yes, you I always know that guess now, Hillary. <laughs> you Listen, guess 20 below what you think. What's that? Fool me once, an idiot. Fool me twice. What's that? I, I Believe me, I don't ask if you're pregnant, and I'll never guess your age. Are you going to tell us how old Sunshine was in the end? Was she 65? Oh, 42. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Whose side are you on now, Sandra? You said 75? Okay, that's bad. I know. I got it. Listen, she sent me to... Then what did I do for her? She was hungry, and she knew exactly what she wanted me to get her from the snack bar, so I went and I got it for her Do you think it was entrapment? Yes, it was. So that you could be her slave for the day? Yes, I had sucker written on my forehead from the time she met me. Yes. How many bathing suit cover-ups did you buy from her? Four. So it was a trap. Oh, my God. Listen, it was a lot of fun. It was funny the time of. And every time the story's told, I'm embarrassed at the beginning of the story. But then I realize if I were sitting there witnessing the same thing, I'd be in stitches. But it's embarrassing that I did that to that lady. I, I know that. <laughs> All that I know, At Lori. Least I didn't say to her, "Are you pregnant?" <laughs> All that I know, Lori, yes. is that I am a terrible person who makes social blunders all of the time. High five, girlfriend. I'm inviting you to every party I go to <laughs> to make me look good. <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> And I think that wraps up this week's Quick and Dirty Podcast. I'm good if you're good. <laughs> I'd like it to stop now, actually. <laughs> I love you, Hillary. It's so good to see you in I person. Love you. Let's get some drinks. And don't forget to follow the Quick and the Dirty on social Instagram at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss1053, Twitter at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss1053, and Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.